Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, February 5th. In today's news, sanctions on North Korea have unintended consequences. Senators hope a new bipartisan immigration bill can prevent another government shutdown. And several states will hold elections this year with congressional maps that courts have ruled are unconstitutional. But first, the big idea. More memos are coming. Will they matter? The memo published Friday may have been the most overhyped dud since Geraldo Rivera opened Al Capone's empty vault in 1986. But House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunez, whose Republican staffers prepared the partisan document, promises that this is just the beginning. He boasted on Friday that he now plans to train his fire on other targets. The California congressman told Fox News, quote, we are in the middle of what I call phase two of our investigation, which involves other departments, specifically the State Department and some of the involvement that they had in this. Axios reported Sunday night that Republicans close to Nunez say there could be as many as five additional memos about, quote, wrongdoing. The news site said a Republican source briefed on Nunez's investigation told them that one of the Democrats he plans to go after next is longtime Bill and Hillary Clinton associate Sid Blumenthal, who's been fending off these kinds of colonoscopies from congressional investigators for more than two decades now. Nunez, who stands accused of carrying water for President Trump, told the conservative weekly Standard that he doesn't plan to use the same declassification process to put out future memos, which requires the formal approval of his members and White House permission. This suggests that the material which is coming won't be particularly sensitive, but more the aggregation of already publicly available information. The potency of these future releases, the forthcoming memos, depends in part on whether rank-and-file Republicans continue to back Nunez up. There were signs on the Sunday shows that some lawmakers on the right are beginning to have second thoughts and distance themselves. Four Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee called on Trump not to interfere in Bob Mueller's investigation— And all four dismissed the idea that the memo's criticism of how the FBI handled certain surveillance applications undermines the special counsel's work. Representative Trey Gowdy from South Carolina, Chris Stewart from Utah, Will Hurd from Texas, and Brad Wenstrup from Ohio represented the committee on the morning political talk shows. Nunez was notably absent. Gowdy, who helped draft the memo, said Trump should not fire Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. And he rejected the idea that the document has any bearing on the Mueller investigation. Stewart, arguing that the two are very separate issues, said Mueller should be allowed to finish his work. The four Republicans all walked a careful line on the document, which alleges that the Justice Department abused its power by obtaining a warrant for the surveillance of former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page, using, in part, information from a source who was biased against Trump. The intelligence community says that it was not leaning on that information to get the warrant, but that it was merely one part of a much larger file. The comments on the Sunday shows echoed those of Speaker Paul Ryan. The Republican from Wisconsin supported the memo's release, but has insisted that its findings do not impugn Mueller or Rosenstein. Democrats, for their part, are still pushing hard to release a 10-page rebuttal to the Republican memo. The House Intelligence Committee's top Democrat, Representative Adam Schiff from California, is expected to offer a motion to release his party's response during a committee meeting that's scheduled for 5 p.m. on Monday. It's not immediately clear whether Republicans will join Democrats in voting for this release. They blocked it one week ago. But 
under pressure, some have suggested that they're open to it. Others have said that they don't want to go along with the Democratic memo because its contents are too classified. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Trump administration's maximum pressure campaign against North Korea is having the undesired effect of strangling that country's emerging markets. The campaign will make it harder for money to flow within the rogue state's private economy. As markets contract, it makes it harder for people inside North Korea to get information from the outside world. But the sanctions have not yet had the desired effect of inflicting so much pain on Kim Jong-un that he would feel compelled to negotiate over his nuclear weapons program, which is the point. So far, the sanctions have only made him more defiant. A group of Senate Democrats is warning Trump in a letter today that he lacks the legal authority to preemptively strike North Korea. That strategy has reportedly been under consideration at the highest levels of the White House. This group of Democrats says that what's being called a bloody nose strike would provoke a dangerous escalation that could lead to nuclear war. The White House withdrew its original choice for ambassador to South Korea because he warned people inside the administration that a bloody nose strike is a very, very bad idea. Meanwhile, the Winter Olympics start in South Korea this Friday. Vice President Pence will be accompanied on his trip to the opening ceremonies by the father of Otto Warmbier, the University of Virginia student who died last year after being held captive in North Korea. Number two, a bipartisan pair of senators plans to introduce an immigration bill today in an attempt to avert another government shutdown this Friday. Senators John McCain, Republican from Arizona, and Chris Coons, Democrat from Delaware, will introduce a bill that would grant permanent legal status to DREAMers, those undocumented immigrants who were brought to this country as children. Legal status would be granted to any DREAMer who has been in the country since 2013, which is a larger pool of immigrants than Trump supports legalizing. The bill would also bolster security along the U.S.-Mexico border, but it would not call for spending the full $30 billion Trump is seeking for a wall. And the legislation says nothing about two other priorities for Trump and the Republicans, curbing family-based legal migration and making changes to the diversity lottery program. It's unlikely that this bill will succeed, but it's nearly identical to legislation that was introduced in the House called the USA Act, which has widespread support. Number three, a handful of states will hold elections this year, very likely, using congressional maps that federal courts have declared to be unconstitutional. Federal courts in Texas, North Carolina, and Wisconsin have all found that either politics or intentional discrimination played an unacceptable role in drawing electoral lines in those states. Those courts each ordered new districts to be drawn and put in place in time for the 2018 elections. But the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has blocked those orders. The justices are traditionally reluctant to order changes in an election year. They've never thrown out a state's redistricting plan because they found it to be so infected with partisan bias that it violates voters' constitutional rights. This matters a great deal because it actually could determine which party controls the House. The most consequential stay request before the high court right now is from Pennsylvania, which has a Republican-friendly map that a judge recently struck down. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, February 5th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.